0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca
1: Barra. And I'm Kea Moynihan. It's Friday, September 23rd, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday.
0: Here's the latest.
1: Referendums on whether to join Russia are underway in four Russian-controlled regions of Ukraine. President Volodymyr Zelensky called the vote a, quote, sham, and Ukraine's Western allies have vowed not to recognize the results. Voting will run for five days and, if successful, would allow Moscow to claim Ukraine is directly attacking Russia in its attempt to reclaim those regions. The referendum follows President Vladimir Putin's announcement of a partial military mobilization, which means up to 300,000 people could be called up to serve in the war.
0: Hurricane Fiona blew through Bermuda with high winds and heavy rain this morning, knocking out power for nearly 25,000 people. It's showing no signs of slowing as it heads north to Atlantic Canada, where it's expected to hit tonight. People are bracing for historic winds, flooding, and storm surges. This could be one of Canada's biggest storms. A meteorologist for the country's hurricane center likened Fiona to Superstorm Sandy that rocked the entire East Coast in 2012. Officials say people who live by the coast should be ready to evacuate on short notice.
1: Last night, the Supreme Court issued a 5-4 ruling allowing Alabama to go ahead with an execution which had been temporarily blocked by a lower court. The prisoner, Alan Eugene Miller, claims he requested death by nitrogen hypoxia, a method of suffocation never used in the U.S., rather than lethal injection but the prison says it lost the records and his execution was on hold After the Supreme Court intervened the state tried to go ahead with the execution via injection but gave up shortly before a midnight deadline because prison officials had trouble finding a suitable vein
0: When a volcano erupted underwater near the South Pacific nation of Tonga in January, it sent shockwaves around the world. It was so dramatic, scientists say they've never seen anything like it. What's more, it sent millions of tons of water vapor into the stratosphere. And while volcanic eruptions usually end up cooling the planet because the sulfur blocks sunlight, according to a paper in the journal Science, all that water vapor could hold in heat and warm up the planet instead. How much, they don't know yet, but they'll keep
1: studying the historic event. How far would you go to support your football team? Would you get a tattoo of their logo or name your kid after the team? How about blow up a nuclear reactor? Wait, what? Yeah, on Wednesday, a 21-year-old student from the University of Utah was charged with making terrorist threats. The student used Yik Yak, a social media platform that lets users post anonymously, saying she'd detonate a nuclear reactor if the school's team lost to San Diego State. She said it was a joke, but Utah wound up winning 35-7 just as well.
0: Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens, so check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, why are legal cannabis sales on the decline? Schools in Los Angeles will now have supplies of an overdose reversal drug called naloxone on hand this comes after seven students overdosed in the last month, including a 15-year-old girl who died last week in the bathroom at her high school in Hollywood. It's believed she took a pill laced with fentanyl. Naloxone combats the effects of an overdose for up to 90 minutes while emergency medical help is found. The school district says it will also provide more support and
1: education around substance use. After nearly a week of protests, Iran has blocked internet access in parts of Tehran and Kurdistan, as well as access to Instagram and to WhatsApp. Those platforms have been crucial to protests following the death of Mahsa Amini, a 22-year-old Kurdish woman who was arrested for allegedly wearing her hijab too loosely. She died in police custody. While protesters have been holding physical demonstrations, videos have also been going viral of women burning their hijabs and cutting their hair in protest. The Republican Party
0: is trying to distance itself from one of its candidates for Congress in Ohio. They were okay with the fact that J.R. Majewski was at the Capitol during the January 6th insurrection, but when the AP reported he lied about military service in Afghanistan, the party decided that was just a little too much. He's still in the race, but the Republican campaign arm pulled a $1 million ad budget,
1: which was set to help him take down a longtime Democratic incumbent. Boeing will pay a $200 million settlement to its investors after an investigation by the Securities and Exchange Commission found it made misleading statements about its 737 MAX jets. Two planes crashed in late 2018 and early 2019, and 346 people died. The SEC found that Boeing and its former CEO, Dennis Muhlenberg, knew there were safety issues with the flight control system after the first crash. They continued to reassure the public that the 737 MAX was, quote, as safe as any airplane that has ever flown the skies. Muhlenberg has also agreed to pay out $1 million.
0: The next time your kids won't eat their greens, consider the possibility that they might be naturally hardwired to hate certain vegetables. It's been long suspected that fetuses can perceive flavors in the womb. Now, researchers in the UK have used 4D ultrasounds to watch a fetus's face react to flavors in real time. The results... They don't like kale. The high-tech imaging showed fetuses making clear, yucky faces after the pregnant women swallowed kale-flavored capsules. Carrots, which are sweeter, elicited smiles. Wait until they try carrot cake. The market downturn is challenging for lots of businesses, but one sector is getting hit particularly hard, the cannabis industry. Small startups and the biggest companies are seeing sales slow down and investments dry up. Insiders Jeremy Burke writes about the legal cannabis industry. So Jeremy, why is the cannabis industry feeling the economic downturn so hard?
2: So the cannabis industry is in a tight spot because of the broader market for a couple of reasons. And I think number one, right, is that it is an emerging market and generally growth stocks and emerging stocks do suffer when the economy isn't good. People kind of put their money in safer places. Mm. Number two, cannabis is in this weird kind of framework where it's federally illegal, but it's legal in many states. And so what that means for these businesses is they can't really access the banking system like any other business. And then at the same time, number three, it's just inflation. People are spending less on discretionary things. Cannabis is one of those things.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about consumers, because sales in so-called vice industries like alcohol and cigarettes actually tend to go up during economic hard times, right? So why are weed sales going down?
2: Yeah, so that was the thinking in the early days of the cannabis industry, and I say early days like four or five years ago when states were sort of just rolling out their regulated markets. But... Cannabis is a unique industry in that there is a thriving illicit market and these illicit sales, you don't have to pay taxes. Generally speaking, illicit dealers aren't complying with regulation, so their cannabis is just a lot less expensive. So what you're seeing as you know people have a little less money in their wallet, they're turning to these cheaper options and you know legal cannabis and illegal cannabis like it's not very differentiated right like a bag of weed is a bag of weed sure legal companies have pesticide testing and maybe they're making you know more innovative products in the legal market like edibles and chocolates and things like that mm-hmm. but at the same time if you're just looking to buy weed it's not really that much different from you know the guy that you've been hitting up for the past 10 years or the dispensary down the street and obviously if you're paying a lot more money for the legal weed you're going to go back to your uh, your old buddy
0: yeah, let's let's talk regulations. So you write that shifting state by state regulations make it hard for cannabis sellers to be successful, like in California.
2: Sure. So in California, and I use California because it's a bit of an extreme example, but in California, to put it simply, a consumer will probably pay an extra tax of forty to fifty percent over what they'd pay if they're just buying from an illicit market dealer. Wow. And so when you have that framework in place, you just are not capturing enough of the legal market. There's such a thriving black market or illicit market in California, where you know it really cuts into the tax revenue that the state is able to derive from that.
0: Billions of dollars worth of capital has been pouring into weed companies in recent years, but yeah. you say that investors are now skittish. Why, is it just the economy?
2: Number one, it's the economy. Number two, it's that if you look at the kind of stock prices of these cannabis companies, they've suffered a lot. A lot of investors poured money in in the early days of of legalization, 2015, 2016, and Canada in 2018. Some of those companies have lost over 90% of their share prices since then. Wow. And so obviously, when that's the case, if you have you know almost 100% of your investment wiped out you're probably not going to reinvest in the industry and you probably don't want to help these companies and investing is emotional and so there's generally just a poor pessimistic feeling about the industry right now for sure
0: there's so much going on with regulation right now so like historically is there any precedent for the moment The weed industry is in?
2: I think the one historical precedent that people point to is the repeal of prohibition in the 1930s, right? It's kind of the one time in American history where you've had something that was illegal become legal, and then you've had all these companies race to make money on the back of that regulatory shift, which is what we're seeing in cannabis right now. I think it's a little bit different because prior to prohibition, alcohol was legal, all that being said, cannabis is really unique, right? It's a drug that's been illegal for so long. It's now just getting legalized, but it's slowly and surely, you know, sputtering towards legalization at the federal level. Like It just hasn't materialized as fast as some people thought. And so uh, these companies are in a really difficult position to navigate to all these changes.
0: So, Jeremy, downturn aside, the future for legal weed seems, you know, pretty bright, at least for the biggest and often widest companies. Yes. So will this disproportionately affect the smallest companies or the ones owned by people of color?
2: It's a question that regulators are struggling with is how to get people who are most harmed by the war on drugs, mostly, you know, black, brown entrepreneurs, how to get them to play a huge role in the economic benefits that legalization can actually provide. And I think some of the difficult issues really just stem from federal illegalization, right? Because if you're an entrepreneur and let's say you are from a neighborhood where you don't have a wide network of wealthy people that you know to invest in your business, you do really need to get a loan from a bank. And banks right now don't really want to lend to the industry. And so it's extremely difficult for these entrepreneurs to get off the ground.
0: Yeah. Jeremy, thanks so much for chatting.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Jeremy Burke is Insider's resident cannabis reporter. Make
1: sure to follow the Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Kay Moynihan. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. We produce our show along with Grace Eliza Goodwin, Frank Alito, and my usual co-host, Dave Smith, who's spending time with his new baby. Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider, and we had help this week from Rob Gunther, Dan Gooding, and Michal Stein. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend.